You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. say about it no i have lots to say about it are we recording yeah i'm gonna let my thoughts just go into the ether (laughs) (laughs) i read actually a really good article today that because um basically it was about like the feminism of black panther and it was like a, a construction of like black panther versus um wonder woman and it was like really good it was this it's this it's this white author who she was realizing like as soon as she got out of the movie she's like oh my god I have to write this but then she's like no no it's not my time like I need to leave space for people to talk about this whose voices matter more than mine when in regards to like the reactions to Black Panther so she sort of like left it and she's like you know what people can talk about all the things this is an opportunity to support POCs and like their conversations but then she realized that people on the internet were being like how come white women aren't speaking up about the feminism in Black Panther Mm. and it's and she's like great this is my time and so her article is really good where she's kind of like yes the feminism in Black Panther kicks the ass out of Wonder Woman and here are the reasons why and it's like this really great it's just such a great deconstruction of like Mm toxic masculinity and what was yeah. so great about the Black Panther not only like the the king like T'Challa himself but like all the women around him and how that yeah. like it's just it was so beautiful and every time I see these photos of these of the stars it's the eight stars it's a 50-50 split there yeah. are four women and four men that were the yeah. leads of that movie like it's and, just crazy and, and the women hold higher positions of authority like if you kind of count them overall Mm -hmm. versus the male characters right because like if you i mean like it's kind of weird because both t'challa and um and killmonger become king but he's kind of never he's technically never the king because he never dies but um spoilers by the way (laughs) this is not the official spoiler cast we haven't done the official spoiler cast but Um, yeah, no, I, I just think that that movie was, <clears throat> it's timely, like, it was, it was the right time for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that the world is in the state that it's in, but the upshot of that is that, you know, whenever sort of darkness encroaches like this, mm-hmm. there's, there's generally a, an artistic sort of backlash yeah. And in that that backlash, we get incredible stuff, right? I yeah. mean, like during Vietnam, film went through an evolution that, like, like it went from from B movies and mm-hmm. and um, you know, like sort of melodrama and that sort of thing 
like things like Gone with the Wind or or mm. you know them movies like that and it into an era of uh, movies like The French Connection and then into movies like Star Wars and like that's a those both of those sort of avenues right they like they are direct responses to what was happening during Vietnam, right? The the polar opposites, right? Like, mm-hmm. It was like the French Connection and, and that they get into sort of like the the nitty gritty and sort of um, um, the darker side and movies started getting Taxi Driver and stuff right, like that. Like right. it started having this veritas to it that, that film hadn't had before that. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of that, George Lucas is... It, 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 and and people like him mm-hmm. were looking for a way to escape from that sort of nihilistic uh, yeah. viewpoint that that film was heading towards, and put a little bit of hope back into storytelling, right? And we're there again. Like if you look at movies that are being made right now, like we are, like there are movies that are that sort of really dark. Um, scary part of humanity like Get Out mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then on the flip side of that you've got something like Black Panther which is this incredible science fiction fantasy hope filled story about what the world could be right, yeah. right? So, um, did you yeah, it's see amazing. the thing that um, Disney donated a million dollars to the brothers and sisters of America yeah, the, did, yeah. yeah to like yeah. fun STEM stuff yeah which is just so yeah. awesome yeah it's great I mean look Disney there's been some new stuff in the news with Disney as a corporation and Disneyland the Disney parks in particular but but Disneyland very specifically um, in the last couple of days Oh, that, I have not. Been. That I'm particularly sensitive to because I have a friend who works mm-hmm. at a Disney park. So, um, you know, we, we talk about it on a regular basis. We were just talking about it yesterday. All these articles came out um, about the, the sort of um, near... I don't, the, the people who... The, the number of people who are living below the poverty line mm. but working at Disneyland providing right. the like peak of <laughs> like customer service and, and experiences for people yeah. that are like coming to the like these are people who devote their their lives to <clears throat> ensuring that people who come to the park mm-hmm. have the best time that they possibly can and that is end to end like that is Disneyland mm-hmm. um and to me, over Disney World, in my experience, Disneyland has that in just just like multitudes. Yeah, yeah. Over mm-hmm. over Disney World, um, and I think partially because it is like it's the original, and there's still a little bit of <clears throat> that Walt DNA still mm. in the ideology of the people who work there. Right. The corporation doesn't hold those same ideals which is really unfortunate because there's not the same lineage Bob Iger n- never worked with Walt Disney mm. right so like he's it's not like he was groomed and trained he was selected by a board to make sure that the business was running at mm-hmm. peak efficiency but there's a there's an aspect of the of the park itself that like the, the the one of the articles talks about this this guy who is um, he's a he's a 
night custodian, like one of the overnight custodians. And he, he's third generation in his family to work at Disneyland. His grandfather was, by his account, the first security guard at Disneyland. Oh, wow. Um, And so that means that his grandfather worked with Walt Disney, not for Walt Disney, with with Walt Disney in the early days of the park. And then his aunt and uncle worked there, and then he works there, sort of like carrying on that family tradition because... <coughs> it has traditionally been seen as a good place to work, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's all these people who they are traveling hours to get to work because you can't live in Orange County. Oh, right, yeah. And also yeah. work at Disneyland because you're right. making less than $13 an hour. Right, yeah. Right? And it's just, it's this it's this really sort of sad account of, of several firsthand accounts <coughs> that... Disneyland as a as a business is operating like sort of in spite of the the human beings oh that are that, that are there, that are being yeah. underserved by the company that they mm-hmm. work for um and I think <coughs> oh sorry I'm sorry that you're I didn't realize yeah. this I'm gonna sit further away <laughs> um the, like it the it, it the I think that Disney is going to <coughs> there's like a tickle in my throat. Basically. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't help you. It's okay. This is just a regularly scheduled. People who listen to this know. <laughs> They've already listened to Rebels this week and heard me. Oh, sorry. Um, coughing all week. Yeah. But I, I, my hope is that it's going to change things. Mm-hmm. So Disney, Disney is a, a multi-headed beast. It's a big company. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sometimes I think one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. Mm. So, on the one hand, they're giving all of this money for STEM research. On the other hand, I... They're not paying their... Yeah, they're not paying their employees, their cast members, a living wage (laughs) to to live and work. Because one's a publicity stunt and the other one actually is their bottom line, so... But but a group did do... Like, one of the reasons why this is all coming out now is because this group did this really in-depth survey of everybody working there and sort of like what their living conditions are like, um, whether they're in overcrowded homes or how, like how far their commute is, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that, how much money they're making and how, like sort of what their, what mm-hmm. their, um, financial breakdown is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and, and they, actually like laid it out in a way to like show Disneyland if you actually increased the baseline I think it was to $20 an hour Mm -hmm. that it would actually only dip into like 4% of their profits their projected profits for 2018 and it would mean like X amount of dollars back in the Anaheim uh, economic sort of like like circulation right yeah so it's actually, like, it's better for everybody if Disney just does this. Right, yeah. And hopefully it'll put pressure on them. And it will also show them that financially it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that, that just from a humanitarian standpoint and from, like, the ide- ideological standpoint, you're, it's Disneyland. It's yeah. got his name on it. Yeah. And, and, you know, Walt Disney had his own issues, mm-hmm. you know. <coughs> Anti-Semitism being... 
one of the ones that people like to talk about the most. And I don't know because, I mean, like, obviously I didn't know the guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough about, like, sort of the accounts of his his beliefs in that in that sense. But, I mean, like, it was a different time. You can't hold somebody from that era to the same standards. It, in the 1930s and 40s, guess what? Everybody was an anti-Semite unless you were a Jew. <laughs> it was like... To a certain degree, but I people feel like also hate. History hated... likes to make us think that, because it makes history easier to digest <sighs> if that's true. I because the thing that's scarier to somebody think is that as, maybe as somebody similar. who has relatives yeah. who can tell you, yeah, yeah it's yeah. always been that way. It's yes, always there's been always that been way. there's always been so like but really but negative. but people it wasn't just anti-Semitism it was like everything sucked. Yeah, if yes. you were Irish, mm-hmm. you couldn't get a job in certain. Places, you can get a job right? as a woman. I've been researching yeah. this women in animation it's, and all of this stuff goes back to Disney and seeing these letters yeah. of people being like, actually, you can't work here because yeah. you can't do the things that we do and create yeah. stories. So it's like, it, it was a, it's a, it's a different time in a different era. Um, and it doesn't make it okay that it happened. It just means that like, you can't, I don't know, kind of, you can't hold somebody accountable for a belief structure that is contemporary to the time. <coughs> Unless he gets transported magically into 2018, um, you can't really get mad at him for holding the same beliefs well, as here's many the thing. people around him. You straight up can, but you need to look at it through different like a, like lenses sure. that are like based yeah. in... Um, yeah, because people talk about this... Oh my gosh, we were totally talking about this the other day when someone was talking about Abraham Lincoln. And the idea that, like, Lincoln did a lot of bad things, but he also freed, like, the slaves. Yeah. And so it's like, which one, like, yes, he lived in a time in which, by today's standards, he probably should be ostracized by political communities and by society because of some of the beliefs he held. But at the same time, he was really responsible for one of the best things that ever happened to America is, is getting like abolishing slavery. So it's this, it's this whole thing where, you know, contextual information matters. Um, but sure. Yeah. Walt Disney, I understand. Like there's a legacy to Walt Disney that Mm -hmm. the idea is like, what do we taint and what do we keep and what do we, as long as we go in with open eyes and realize that there are still a lot of problematic things with Disney, but I think that it's trying and there, I'm so excited for a wrinkle in time. I'm so excited. I have absolutely no interest. It looks a lot like, like just from like a sort of visual and storytelling standpoint, mm-hmm. it looks so much like Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So which here's the thing: was such a like dud of a movie. You should still give it your money because it has a female director with uh-huh. a huge budget, and if uh-huh. it doesn't make money, they're gonna stop giving big budget films to female directors. Like yeah. as a as just a general thing. I <laughs> I I think that we're actually kind of over. I think not just in terms of female directors, but I think that that um, the Hollywood system is is getting over that hump of the like. I there until a certain generation dies off, mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. But oh, yeah. um, but I do think that things are definitely changing. I mean, you look at a lot of movies that are coming out right now. Um, Black Panther being a really great example. It's like Black Panther is a movie that <coughs> traditionally <coughs> would have been considered risky, mm-hmm. right? Um, black director by 
I don't know what this actual statistic is, but I'll go ahead and say 90%. More than that. I mean, like, there's... There's, what, like, a handful of white people in it? And yeah, then yeah. At one point, they're in Korea, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and then the rest of the time, they're in Wakanda, and it's all African, African-American, like, mm-hmm. black cast, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, Not just African American. I really love those things that people break down the idea that there's so much diversity in the cast. Yeah. Well, that's what I said African, only, African, African American, American black, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it, it. Yeah, I I do think I do think that we have turned a corner. It doesn't mean that we can't turn back mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that happens, right? The the pendulum sort of swings back and forth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's 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 really interesting to see like in the mid to late nineties the girl power movement mm-hmm. and then in the early two thousands the polar swing back of just like super exploitative, disgusting, sort of like like misogynistic Mm-hmm. filmmaking practices that that came in the early 2000s like looking mm-hmm. at like the Transformers movies right. where it's like go back and watch the first Transformers movie mm-hmm. and try not to be offended at every scene that Megan Fox is in. Right, yeah. I like Megan Fox. I think she's actually a really talented actress. Mm-hmm. I think that that um Michael Jennifer's Bay, Body is one of the best movies. Yeah. It's such a it's good so movie. It's so good. But Michael Bay treats her like a piece of yeah. meat. Yeah. Right? I want to swear so bad when I yeah, say that. Yeah, like, yeah. he it's just, just yeah. it's disgusting. And it's like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Megan Fox is pretty smoking hot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, objectively, she is mm-hmm. a beautiful person. And they use that well in Jennifer's body where they yeah, play on that and let her also act. She <laughs> is seen as an object of desire and I, 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 just a an absolute piece of meat throughout that movie yeah. um and really serves very little plot purpose yeah. or anything other than just sort of like sam witwicky's uh, i just yeah that movie childish me. fantasies yeah. right like yeah. it it is actually pretty gross but that's coming on the heels of you know like 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 i said like girl power and like in in the mid to late nineties, I think that, that companies like Disney and, um, and, and I, you know, like there were all these movies coming out that had these really great empowered female characters of all kinds. I mean, like Clueless is a really good example. I love Clueless. And like so good. And, yeah. Um, like it was all sort of part of that, that movement of, mm-hmm. of, of girl power and obviously the Spice Girls and everything yeah. sort of, being the 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 center of that um but yeah then like if you really look at it there was there like the pendulum swings back like there was a backlash in the early 2000s Mm. of like women female characters being written by men as subservient and just like token and and objectified and um so like i said you know it feels like we've turned a corner where where Mm -hmm female directed movies like it's it's not even like on, on the by the point that, I'm, that I was trying to make is that mm-hmm. it's not about what the person behind the camera is you know man mm-hmm. woman white 
person of color, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, it it really comes down to uh, much more important aspects of bankability, mm-hmm. which is sort of I I is it part of a franchise first and foremost. Um, and thankfully, like we're in this really awesome era of sort of franchise overload. Mm-hmm. Um, which everybody else maligns and they go, oh, superhero fatigue and the same thing's going to happen with Star Wars. I think it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I think it's obnoxious. I think Black Panther absolutely just crushes that notion. Yeah, yeah. And Infinity War, which got pushed up a week. I'm so excited. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly the same. Like, it's going to come out and it's just going to destroy box office numbers. Um, There's no such thing as superhero fatigue. People are... Down for these movies, 110%. And it means that because people are invested in the universe, that Marvel and Disney can go, yeah, Black Panther, all black cast, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just like, like, do it. It takes, like, you don't, there's no, there isn't a moment in that movie where you go like, oh, are they going to go to America to, like, contemporize the story, right? Like... It's, um, it's good the I mean, way like, that the pieces obviously the by pieces the end of it they do go to America yeah. but I think that's more setting up things for Infinity War yeah. than anything um, and it's it is organic by the end of it like, mm-hmm. like they tie it in yeah. and it's an important part of the story but but the movie takes place in Wakanda mm-hmm. it doesn't take place somewhere else yeah right yeah so it like that is I, I think that that's sort of like the biggest sign to me is that like as long as we have this era of of Marvel and Star Wars and DC and I don't know what other franchises, Harry Potter and mm-hmm. sort of like like all of these other things. And like Harry Potter is probably the biggest disappointment to me where they have so many opportunities with these <laughs> new stories to do something interesting and, and they're, they're just being totally yeah. they they it's just it's just boring. The Johnny Depp thing also is bothering so many people. Um can I just yeah. say there's this hilarious meme on the internet where like for what it, for like it's a thing that it's important to write and say things in in books and in narratives and in television shows like there's a yeah. difference between implying someone is gay and like telling you on screen or in a book that they are yeah. gay yeah. so this idea that jk rowling often incorporates many different yeah. people into her book that's great and i understand the heart and the desire yeah. to say but these people are part of my world as well but they're not like written about in books it's just really funny i saw somebody's post where it's like jk rowling Actually, uh, Dumbledore was from Wakanda. <laughs> like, it's a thing, like, in response to the backpack because it's, like, such a big thing. Yeah. Where, anyways, I just found them amusing. Um, and, yeah, I've been thinking about... Because, again, I, I come at stuff through, like, a feminist lens and yeah. the idea that people think about that um, honey or, or the girl from um, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that's the um, the girly one that's, like, sweetie or... Yeah, sure. Whatever her Whichever, name is. The name the. Yeah. Oh, come on. Her name was something cutesy. But anyways, the idea that, like, she is, like, has a heart and is, like, full, like, and, like, generous and uh, loving and, like, so she's not just about what she looks like, even though that's, like, yeah, yeah. what the role kind of is. And it's this interesting kind of feminism, right, that she can... So anyways, I just really like seeing all this really cool feminist stuff happening. And especially in something, like, the biggest things that they say about something like Black Panther is that a lot of the feminism in that movie comes from T'Challa's character himself. Yeah. Like, the idea that he doesn't get tied down by, like, I like 
westernized concepts of masculinity and that he's allowed to be uh, vulnerable with his dad and that he's allowed, but while still being like, yes, I will fight you for this position. Like it doesn't take away from any of his identity and that he never talks down to the women around. Like he is part of a support system that he yeah. fully recognizes and values. And this idea, idea that, it's made fun of that, yeah, when he meet, when he finds the girl again that he really loves and he gets yeah. sort of tripped up and they all make fun of him for it. And it's a thing that he's like, yeah, I love you and you don't want to be with me. That sucks. I'm not going to force you to be with me. But it's yeah. like this idea that they have like healthy conversations and like yeah. the respect of these, of everybody is mutually yeah. there. And it's just, it just makes it in a way like something that like we should work towards in, in terms of like that's part of the ideal in nature. And the thing that I thought was really interesting in terms of all the other stuff yeah. that Killmonger has on him and like all of the the best the, the the most beautiful and sort of heartbreaking part about watching that movie is that you under like villains are so great when you understand yep. them and what well, they're when coming they're from right. when they're right yeah like this because idea that's like he's not wrong exactly yeah right? and it, but it's the idea of and, like what yeah because yeah, that is that's, like that's the evolution of T'Challa's character from yeah. the beginning of the movie to the end yeah is that at the beginning of the movie if Killmonger comes up to him and says what he says yeah. he's gonna be like no get out of Wakanda you're not one of us mm -hmm. and by the end of the movie he's like no you you've always been one of us yeah. and you're absolutely right mm -hmm. war and conflict isn't violence isn't the way to solve this problem yeah. there's a better way to solve the problem but it's and just it's such an amazing thing that that the that this shining example of basically what a utopia could be what a yeah. what a perfect civilization mm -hmm. on earth could be yeah. in the marvel universe yeah. is, is especially yeah. right now yeah yeah is a a, a a civilization that is in africa and is black people yeah it's african yeah. people yeah. because it's sort of the antidote to yeah. everything and coming out of america at the moment Part of the stuff with Killmonger is not only is it about his ideology, but also the idea that, like, he doesn't have the same women influence in his life. And I thought yeah. that that was, like, an interesting angle for stuff that he didn't that escape toxic masculinity. Yeah, we don't, He's we don't part of that rage. And the story. one woman you do see in his life, he kills immediately when it yeah. serves him, right? And so it's this idea that part of it is the idea, even when, what do they say here? And by the way, the, um, it's a, again, Go read really awesome articles by wonderful POCs, like women of color have written so much about yeah. feminism and how important it is to them. I happen to read this article as a white woman and I'm and it's written by a white woman, so it's not necessarily a voice that should be heralded, but it's something that I can, like it's, it's talking about feminism in different ways and there's so much other conversations. I'm just using this one right now. But one of the things is the idea that um, he channels his anger in sort of this really masculine way like the idea of like rage and not yeah. knowing what it is and that when he goes into that dreamscape and he's encounters his father you see the idea that the father has a has a link to wakanda and that whole um society and makes him a bit softer and he kind of feels bad for his son who's been left in this cold world yeah. and doesn't have that and you can see that that they don't that he feels bad that his son is left out whether that's and obviously it's not just feminism but i'm saying or not just the women but i'm saying part of that plays into that character yeah. and it's just a really interesting deconstruction of like all of the levels of things that compound no, and, problems well, and i think that it is absolutely yeah. intentional on mm -hmm. the part of of the 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 writers and and ryan coogler the director mm -hmm. um to make that juxtaposition that 
that T'Challa is surrounded by these incredible strong women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the one man in his well two men because there's the the mm-hmm. priest and then there's mm-hmm. his his friend. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the friend's name. Is Okoye the his buddy? Which one's Okoye? I'm sorry, I don't remember the names of the. Where's Okoye? Guys, no. I, I, it's it's tough, and this is like this is absolutely sort of the the yeah. white ignorance. Zuri, Zuri is the priest, and they're hard names uh, to remember. It's not Okoye; it's one of the other characters. Um, I don't I shoot. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Baku is the oh, is the manate. What's the gorilla guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, but his his friend that's like his best friend the rhino friend. guy yeah yeah the rhino guy it's like he is wrong right he <laughs> yeah. makes all these bad decisions and he realizes it in the yeah. end because his wife is like hey dude yeah no yeah. <laughs> like um, well and she's willing to sacrifice herself for right. her ideology yeah and he's not yeah. willing to sacrifice her for his yeah yeah um and that's when he stops mm-hmm. yeah no I but but then then. Eric Killmonger he's in his story we don't see in his backstory we don't see a woman we just don't like he's he's on the basketball court with his male uh, contemporaries yeah and he doesn't have a mother and he doesn't have yeah and and there's his father and and Zuri and Mm -hmm. like yeah it's just this when you do when you're watching the movie you don't really think about it but then when you Mm -hmm. look back on it it's almost like there's like a color missing Mm -hmm. from that part of the story yeah when you think about it right and then when you think about the implication of what that is supposed to mean Mm -hmm. and then you think about the deeper meaning of um of of urban communities and and toxic masculinity and how that affects the young men growing up in those environments and, and mm-hmm. why they become affiliated with gangs and, mm-hmm. and go into that stuff, which, you know, like mm-hmm. I can only understand from an intellectual academic right, yeah. perspective because yeah. it is so far from my own yeah. experience. But, but like it, like that is the thing about genre. This is what we always it's, talk yeah, about. It's we just that it lets you it, go. Yeah. Is that Black Panther, one of the on, on paper, one of, the kind of most ludicrous, out there sounding characters from a North American white male perspective. So a black man who dresses up in cat pajamas with claws from Africa, and for some reason this hidden African city has way more technology than anywhere else on the planet. It's like when you, and I mean obviously it's no more outlandish than Iron Man or but 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 I can acknowledge that like my personal bias being a white man living in Canada it's like like that is not where I would go to tell a story right and so because it's not for you right no, exactly. and that's the beauty of it is that it like we can but still appreciate it just because it's it. not yeah. for you doesn't mean that you can't also oh, get, get there it, oh, of course right? and so much yeah. and and genre tv genre that. storytelling it yeah. gets us there yeah for because sure Iron Man and Captain America and mm. the Hulk and Thor, four white yeah. dudes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow, a couple more white people. Yeah. Uh, they got a Slytherin us. Slytherin and a Hufflepuff. <laughs> they got us there. Yeah. 
Um, and they 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 bust that door open so mm-hmm. that that T'Challa can you know come out yeah so that, there, that yeah. the Falcon and T'Challa and mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully more characters coming down and all mm-hmm. the characters in Black Panther which yeah. um, I have to do a better job of remembering all of their names I know obviously T'Challa um, uh, neck neck um, so Shuri is the woman the the the, the awesome. Uh, sister, who's yeah, the Shuri's best? Sister, Okoye to... is the is the the, the guard. Yeah, the right? guard. Yeah, Nakia is Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yeah. Um, this article, by the way, that I'm referencing is by Shoshana Kessok. If anybody's wondering, that's the one that I. It's ShoshanaKessok.com. Yeah. So, Mbaku's um, my favorite but... character in the movie. I love Mbaku. He's the the man ape. The the leader. Oh, he's the... so great. That barks at uh yeah, yeah. or or I guess doesn't bark he, he, but like grunts, ape yeah, yeah ape like, grunt yeah. yeah. Um, the, my favorite line and it's like this is full spoiler <coughs> I'm laughing thinking about it yeah. oh no, oh, no. <laughs> it's hard to get through um, <clears throat> is when he says if you speak again I will feed you to my children and then and then like everybody freezes and he just starts laughing and he's like I'm just joking we're vegetarians <laughs> yeah. because they're because they model themselves after apes after gorillas oh. and gorillas are vegetarian <laughs> right like primarily vegetarian That's like hilarious. they'll eat something they'll eat meat if it like Interesting. if it comes into their if they find it but they don't hunt yeah right they, Interesting. they forage so that's cool yeah um yeah My, it's, mine is, it's just a great like yeah. like there's there it's just the attention to detail the yeah. the the sense of humor the world building the um the messaging because there are so many layers i mean when mm-hmm. um uh what, what's the, did you find his name the, the oh i wasn't his, looking for it i'm sorry you were saying it though and, and and i didn't let you finish and oh no i don't think i was so um you can google uh, it really quickly yeah. black panther bl gets you black panther is the top result on nice. imdb right now Woo-hoo. um rightly so yeah uh, Wakabi. Ah. Uh, Wakabi, he, uh, uh, what was the point that I was going to make? What were we talking as about? A, as, an, as a support system, as a guy who was there and the funniest moments and things we yeah. liked. I don't know. Sorry, I couldn't come in to, with the save for the name, so. No, I know. I forgot now, where I was going. I forgot where you I went. I totally forgot. Totally forgot. I don't remember. But, um. It'll come back to me, probably. It's good, and this is all, like, relevant to the world. Like, you're talking about Black yeah. Panther, and there's other stuff, like, just we haven't talked about it since yeah, the that's, Parkland. That's since what Parkland. it was. Um, when Wakabi makes the comment about refugees. Right, yeah. If we let refugees in, they bring right. their problems with them. Right. Which is a very um, topical thing to say right now. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and with the, with Syria and everything that's going on there, mm-hmm. and and I mean like it, throughout Africa, there are all of these. Canada's had a crazy asylum problem. <laughs> they've they've had to change the yeah. wait time. Like there's just so many people seeking so many asylum people. from the states yeah. that we can't actually process everybody. And now it's like over two years to hear your case heard yeah, or something. It's and they had like sixteen thousand people, I think, in early in like the late in late two thousand seventeen, yeah. one of the months or something. Like it's insane. The stuff that's happening but all over the world. But that ideology, I think, we associate with Western society, mm-hmm. with with Europe and North America. But 
Um, but African it is, countries host some of the 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 most displaced people yeah. on the planet are hosted and, in other African countries. They, and there are also countries within Africa that are very insular and very mm-hmm. uh, uh, xenophobic of other African cultures, mm-hmm. right? And so, like that, like like opening that dialogue and saying that this isn't this isn't a a black or brown versus white issue, which is what like Donald Trump and his cohorts would want you to believe, mm-hmm. is that this is somehow a a a race issue between white people and the people that they feel are inferior, right? Yeah. Like that's sort of the yeah. dialogue that's happening in America on the on the far extreme right side of the aisle. Um but it's sort of it it puts it into perspective that this is a global problem that happens mm-hmm. everywhere that could happen even in the most enlightened societies. Yeah. And when you hear those words as plain as day come out of that character's mouth yeah it makes you like sit up and go whoa yeah right so yeah no um but i mean the the relevant thing right now in the world as well is all the stuff happening after the stoneman douglas high school shooting like the parkland shooting and um you sort of talk about this idea of art like everybody sort of knows like emma gonzalez obviously one of the best voices of that movement like loudest voices of that movement but the other people that sort of helped start this movement were theater kids and this idea that the world's kind of looking and being like of course it's theater kids that are starting these movements like or involved in them in such a heavily capacity because art is the thing that we reflect our life back at us and there's a reason we we make art and it's to say something and i think that that's kind of a beautiful like relevant thing to like when we make art that's important it it matters and we yeah for sure and so i think that that in terms of a very real way people that make art can can make a difference in a really tangible way and i think that that is happening a lot right now so kudos to those kids man in uh in parkland and uh everything that's happening in america our hearts are with you um yeah absolutely. but not thoughts and prayers action oh i mean thoughts and prayers you can have as well those yeah, are, yeah, those are good. It, yeah, but it, but no, but, but you know, like but real kudos you know, to like, like people that are doing stuff. Like people, this is the first time that people are doing things. Yeah, like I see, like Walmart yeah, is is changing yeah. the the age limit for buying guns. Yeah, and that well, sports maps, store maps. dicks yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah, has dicks, changed sporting goods there. Yeah, and they, it's not as if these companies <laughs> are getting rid of guns or banning guns or anything like that. They're just making practical, sensible choices yeah. for how to make the world suck a little less. Yeah. And I think that it's it might <sighs> suck for that really avid 19-year-old enthusiast that wants to go hunting, but yeah. you know what? I'm sorry, maybe wait two more years. <laughs> like it's like not yeah. if that saves a life. Like you're like I'm just really proud that yeah. this is the first time that I've looked to America and been like, "Oh my gosh, something is happening." Yeah. And it's really positive and exciting and I just signed my friend's, um, my friend just got registered for a gun. She took a course this weekend, um, and she needed a reference. And so she came over for Tuesday. She's like, oh, I got to come because I got to get a reference. And she was there, and I was like, how come you didn't get Andrew to sign this? Like, the she lives with she lives with my friends, right? And she's like, well, you can't because if there's, like, domestic violence is a real thing. Like, you're not allowed uh-huh. to, like, you can't force some, like, you can't be this in because what if you were forced to authorize that person to use a gun and they're going to use it against you? Like, yeah. there's, there's things in place. And, like, Canada's not super strict, but ca- some people do believe. I mean, we did yeah. have that talk with Dustin before that Canada's yeah. pretty strict. About a year ago. But, but like, yeah. in good ways. Like, I think that that, 
makes so much sense that like I've had to say that she's of sound mind and that she will like she doesn't have any reason really to get a gun but there's no, yeah. no reason for her to not have a gun and she's not going to go out and buy a gun she just wants to shoot and like have like go on ranges and I actually kind of want her to be a stunt person <laughs> which I think would be really cool because um, she's also a black belt in karate so yeah she's I mean like sweet. it's it's that freedom can still be there yeah but just this practical and like thinking yeah. It's like there are so many things that are protected within the Constitution, but then are also regulated. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like cars. Like, like cars. driving a car. I know yeah. it's not in the Constitution it's not or the whatever. Constitution. But, but like. It's like, but we regulate that. Yeah. We make sure that, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, and look, I think that we could do a better job, and living in British Columbia and Canada. Um, and our skyrocketing insurance costs and mm -hmm. all of that, we could be doing a better job in this province, particularly in the like Metro Vancouver yeah, yeah. area of making sure that 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 stuff is regulated. Better. Right. Yeah. But um, we at least do it. it. Like yeah. it's it is happening. Yeah. And if I feel like we should regulate car ownership and operation better then of course I feel like guns should be regulated yeah. out the wazoo right like yeah. it's yeah if you want to go hunt um first of all that's like it's yeah that's fine um be responsible about what you are hunting don't hunt things that are endangered don't hunt wolves don't hunt uh don't hunt bears that, you know, like, mm -hmm. like, we're gonna ban um, the grizzly bear hunt in, in BC. I'm yeah, excited for that. Um, I and and only hunt during season, and you know, you know get a um, license for it. Be and if you here. do, I mean, like, if you go out every weekend and shoot something, that's super wasteful because what are you doing with it? No, they might eat right? it. The thing is, I have absolutely zero problem with people. No, but, but if you were out every weekend shooting a deer, there's no way that you are. They might sell it. They, they might, might sell it. Again, but, there are worse things that yeah. people could be doing with guns than hunting. <laughs> I have no problem with people. I've started to, like, let up on this a little that, bit. Even with yeah. that, it needs to be responsible. And yeah, there's, yeah. There's, like, an ecological aspect of oh, that, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It everything is. Everything needs to be regulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. we have a society. If you don't want to live in a society, there are places in the world that you can go that don't have regulations. Good luck living a happy and prosperous life there yeah um yeah, yeah because yeah. that that is guess what where the refugees are coming from yeah. yeah right is from those countries that don't have regulations and don't have rule yeah. of law and yeah. like that's sort of like like people act like they don't want these things to be Right. Like, they don't want the government in their business. And it's like, I do want the government in my business. I just want them acting in my best interest as well. This is... I'm sorry. This is so topical and exciting. Yeah. My mom literally just texted me. Uh -huh. And she said, just saw Black Panther. Well, holy cow. Best movie I've seen in years. Like, I'm just very excited. Like, I told my mom. I was like, mom, go see yeah. Black Panther. She's like, what's Black Panther? And it was just this thing where she's like, love Forrest Whitaker and Mark and Freeman and Stan Lee. She doesn't know who Stan Lee is, but she knows because I tell her. Anyways. Yeah. And she's like, so good. And the plot's so clever and actually thought provoking. And those women's roles. It's just like so cool that my mom just, well, we were, she just texted while we were here. So I feel like that's, that's really, awesome. I'm very excited that people are seeing this movie and it, and it's yeah. exciting and it's hitting all the notes. Like my mom, they're like, 
whatever. She relates to Angela Bassett, I guess, in terms of age or whatever. But like, that there's there's still so much that she can enjoy in in that movie, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad my mom went and she's like, I'm gonna take your dad on the weekend. Like she went with a friend and now she's gonna awesome. take my dad this weekend and I think that that's so that's cool. cool. So that's very cool. Yay! Cool. People seeing Black Panther. I think that's a good place to end. <laughs>